electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. A big deal in your wallet, Capital One, set to acquire Discover. I can't tell you about Discover's advertising campaign. Because you don't see it. I'm sick of Capital One's. The White House is making a big bet on chipmaker Global Foundries, director of the National Economic Council, Lael Brainerd, on U.S. industry and the U.S. economy. The broader picture, I think, is encouraging, but I'll say one thing, uh, which is we got a lot of work still to do. Some prices are still too high. And a big fundraising push from President Biden, Axios co-founder Mike Allen, with the two big issues he's watching before November. That State of the Union, it's the biggest thing that President Biden controls by far. The other one that no one controls, a Supreme Court ruling on whether or not the Trump trials go ahead and how quickly those go ahead. Those stories, plus crude price up, and so is Bitcoin. Just asking the question. It's up 100 percent just in the last six weeks. It's Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand, Andrew, by in three, two, one. Cue, Andrew. Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We're live at the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin along with Joe Kernan and it's just the boys today. Becky is off. Let's talk about uh, this big news that has been breaking in the financial world. Uh, Capital One Financial buying Discovery, or I should say Discover Financial Services in a $35.3 billion all-stock deal. Discovery, Discover share, I keep calling it Discovery because I think of Warner Brothers. Discover shareholders mm-hmm. would receive uh, 1.02 Capital One shares for each Discover share, or about a 26% premium uh, from Discover's closing price on Friday. After the deal closes, Capital One shareholders would hold 60%, and then Discover shareholders would hold 40% of the combined company. The journal uh, saying the Capital One plans to keep the Discover brand, and we're going to talk to an analyst about the deal in a few minutes. It would be probably one of the largest uh, on Wall Street in many, many years, and I would argue could create and would be a very good thing, actually, to create some real competition with MasterCard and Visa and, to some extent, American Express. Hmm. Discover has a huge network but has been sort of one of those great under-leveraged uh, networks for a long time. Capital One, a massive business. By the way, they also issue credit cards on MasterCard and Visa. The question, of course, is whether a Lena Khan or a Department of Justice is going to like a deal like this and what the Treasury Department is going to do. They don't like any think about it. That's what I thought. But, but this, if, if, if you're people, right about that, that you, well, could they act? Could you see her taking your viewpoint or just no matter what, it's bad? I don't know. Um, Look, if this has been a deal that people have talked about being a natural deal for a very, very, very long time. Discover shares came down uh, and sort of struggled. That's what sort of allowed this whole situation to happen. They've had their own regulatory issues. That's sort of what led to, led, led to both of these stocks, actually, uh, had, had some profit falls recently and some other, other issues. But uh, it's an interesting deal. I don't even know who, who has a Discover card at this point. Do you have one? I do not have a Discover card. 
That's one of the problems. I've never seen well, a need to have a... If you could a, build that network out, if you could really build the network out and put the marketing muscle, uh, Capital One, what, behind it. Well, By the, the way, marketing muscle is what I... I can't tell you about Discover's advertising campaign. Because you don't see it. I, I'm sick of Capital One's advertising campaign. They, they're, they're, it's, they're, you're inundated right. with what's in your wallet from... Jennifer Garner to Samuel L yep. to so many people. But if you could take all of that marketing and throw that behind, both a, a, I both tried hard to get excited about this deal, Andrew, and I said, you know what? We'll let Andrew get excited about it. It's I exciting. I mean, I the question is whether the Treasury Department. You have to be. It. You have to be excited enough for both of us. I will be excited for both of us. I wonder how excited or not Warren Buffett is today, because he owns about three percent. If it was Discovery. I would think it was really interesting. I know. But it's not. But it's not. <laughs> it's so, not. So you think Warren's Well, excited. no, Warren, Warren is, I think, the sixth or seventh largest shareholder of Capital One. Yeah. So this is it for the for You know why I love Warren? Because, because it's, it's not age. It's the odometer, I think. Right? It has nothing to do with age. No one would ever say Warren Buffett is, is anything except brilliant and still plugging away. Same with Charlie Munger right to the end. I'm not the making end. any point. I'm just saying that, that chronological age, maybe I'm, yes. I'm make, making my own case. What are we talking about again? No, I, my, my own case probably not so good. The Biden administration announcing it will give chip maker Global Foundries roughly 1.3, I'm sorry, 3.1 billion dollars in grants and loans to build a new advanced chip factory in upstate New York and expand existing spaces uh, in New York and Vermont. The funding is expected to provide a boost to Global Foundry's clients, General Motors and Lockheed Martin, as well as other companies in the auto and defense sector. This is the largest Chips Act award to date. Also offers a hint at the size of potential awards for Intel, uh, Micron, and TSMC. Those announcements are expected uh, in the coming weeks. The price of Bitcoin it's been right around fifty-two thousand for uh, for most of the. We'll say it's consolidating. What, what is at fifty-two thousand? Yeah, but is it? I mean, it was. We were asking whether it was consolidating at twenty-six about six weeks ago. Just asking the question. It's up hundred percent just in the last six weeks. And then, remember, it was forty-nine when the ETF got approved. Went down to forty-two, and that was where I was saying maybe it's going to be usable as you know if it were to. Just stabilize at 42, now 52. I saw someone say, someone say 100 by the end of the year. Someone that I, I think is pretty smart. I don't remember who it was. Did you see that? Someone said 100,000 by the end of the year. It could. I mean, who knows? Oh, yeah. We've I had know. people say it's 500,000 a million dollars, but it is, at some level, it's still a speculation. That's what it is. Like everything we talk about every day. Mm. Now, some stocks are even worse. Hopefully less so, but who knows? Yeah. Some stocks are Netflix. 700 to 150. I mean, take your pick. Let's talk crude prices. Crude prices trading near. Now, those, you could use those as currency. They've been pretty stable. Uh, but they're near a three month high, 78.87. That comes after another attack on a ship in the Red Sea. Houthi strikes forced a, a crew to abandon ships for the first uh, time since uh, these attacks began late last year. Two anti ballistic missiles. Uh, damaged the Rubimar on Sunday evening. U.S. officials said a coalition warship and another merchant ship responded to its distress call, and the Rubimar's crew were transported to a nearby port. 
A Houthi spokesman said the, the attack resulted in the ship's complete sinking, but that could not be verified independently. Big piece on uh, 60 Minutes last night. I don't know if yep, you, I saw did you it. see it. Yeah. I'm more worried about what's happening in space with Russia. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah. I'm not sure what's... I worry about a, a zap on our... a pulse on our grid. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but by the way, that pulse oh, could, could also oh, happen yeah. on the grid. Could happen. It could happen in the satellite. I mean... Right. Either, either one would do the same, you know, create a lot of big problems. Big, big problems. Right. And we've heard about it in a strange way, about the, the new capabilities. And, and initially we heard about it, they, they were going to have a nuclear-equipped asset up there that could not, right. we didn't understand why do you need a, a nuclear uh, weapon to take down a satellite, but maybe that's not what they're thinking. Cheese will be next. Coming up, the biggest grant from the Chips and Science Act announced $1.5 billion to chipmaker Global Foundries. National Economic Council Director Lael Brainerd joins us from the North Lawn of the White House. What we're seeing under Chips and Science is uh, announcements that are uh, affecting uh, the workforce and innovation uh, and construction all over the country. So I, I think this is an ongoing uh, program, so stay tuned. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod from CNBC. Stand by, Joe. Here's Mike. Q. Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box here on CNBC, live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Joe Kernan along with Andrew Ross Sorka. And Becky is off. The largest uh, award yet from President uh, Biden's Chips and Science Act, semiconductor company Global Foundries is going to be receiving $1.5 billion to expand and uh, production uh, in New York and Vermont. The company is saying money will help triple capacity excuse me, over the next 10 years, and the government is the uh, is hyping that potential to create thousands of jobs. Joining us right now is Lael Brainerd, a director of the National Economic Council. Good morning to you. Uh, Lael, it's nice to see you. There's a lot to talk about this morning. Uh, the CHIPS uh, piece of this is just one part of it. How, how big a piece of it, uh, and, and how much do you think this is going to change the dynamic uh, with which we, we have manufacturing in this country? You know, we're seeing an incredible surge in factory construction of manufacturing facilities all over the country. And today's announcement under the Chips and Science Act of a $1.5 billion uh, grant that will uh, help to catalyze $12.5 billion in private sector investment. Malta, New York, a new fab. 
and really important uh, chip production, the kinds of chips that go into cars uh, and led to those massive shortages uh, during the pandemic. That capacity is now moving here in the U.S., but also important for satellite and uh, space kinds of applications that are important to our national security. And of course, a big jobs winner uh, in upstate New York and also in uh, Vermont with 10,000 jobs uh, around uh, Malta, New York. Well, how long do you think it's going to take to become chip independent? And what do you think chip independent means? Yeah, so we already have, as you know, an incredible uh, downstream industry here. That means that there are a huge number of uh, designers and uh uh, companies that use leading edge chips as well as uh, current uh, chip uh, models. And so moving uh, that leading edge production here, moving some of the chips of the type uh, that Global Foundries uh, is uniquely capable in doing will really catalyze uh, the whole ecosystem. We've also got uh, investments uh, in advanced packaging, uh, in innovation. As you know, we just announced a big innovation uh, funding package uh, two weeks ago. So the whole ecosystem really is getting an enormous boost from chips and science. Uh, Lel, I want to read you a headline from Politico, and this becomes a political problem potentially for the president, uh, depending on uh, how, how you think about Michigan as a swing state. Uh, the headline, Biden has a high-tech problem in Michigan. Uh, Biden sold a tax break by pumping up a Michigan microchip uh, supplier, in this case the company was called Hemlock, uh, then left the company out in the cold. So here you are promoting uh, what's going to happen uh, in, in New York and Vermont, but this other company, uh, which is in Michigan, a state that I imagine you care deeply about uh, when it comes to the election, has a big, big problem. What do you, what do you say to that? You know, we, uh, this is the Global Foundries announcement that the White House and uh, Commerce Department, Leader Schumer, have all been working on today uh, is uh, the largest announcement, but it is one of many announcements. It's the largest announcement so far, but I expect to see a lot more activity uh, in uh, chips and science uh, going forward. Uh, so I think, you know, you're going to see a lot of excitement all around the country right. uh, with well, some about, of our what upcoming about Michigan announcements. And, and this company, Hemlock, specifically, uh, this was a company that was cited in a speech uh, that the president gave uh, from the White House uh, South Lawn at one point. And, yeah, um, as I said, these announcements are ongoing. Uh, so I anticipate that we will see uh, additional announcements. And, and uh, so I'd stay tuned for that. But I think what we're seeing under Chips and Science is uh, announcements that are uh, affecting uh, the workforce and innovation uh, and construction all over the country. So I, I think this is an ongoing uh, program, so stay tuned. Well, uh, in terms of the economic forecast, uh, there was a sense almost, and, and maybe it was too, too magical, a sense that inflation really was coming down at this rapid, rapid rate, and then recently it feels like that is not what is happening. What do you think is happening? Yeah, I would say that um, you have to look at the broader data picture, and if you look at uh, the PCE measure of inflation, which is what the uh, Federal Reserve really tracks, uh, that's been down in the 2% range uh, over the last six months, core and headline. 
So I think it's really important always to step back from an individual data point and look at the data picture. The data picture is strong growth, very strong employment, but inflation uh, trending down, coming down to uh, its pre-pandemic benchmark. So the broader picture, I think, is encouraging. But I'll say one thing, uh, which is we got a lot of work still to do. Some prices are still too high. Let me ask you about consolidation. There was a big headline this morning, uh, Capital One uh, to be to merge with Discover Financial. Uh, you, this administration, the Biden administration, has been uh, particularly vocal, if not going to the courts, to block a number of major deals. This would be the largest uh, deal in the financial space in a long time. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? So I can't speak to any particular um, uh, cases, but what I will say is the president is very committed to restoring competition across the uh, landscape in the United States. Uh, for too long, we saw a lot of consolidation, uh, which did not have benefits, but rather came at some cost. And so we've really seen a reinvigoration of the commitment to competition, which levels the playing field for small businesses. Could, could you see a moment where a deal creates more competition, which is to say I could make a uh, maybe counterintuitive argument that the consolidation between a Capital One and Discover actually creates a genuine competitor insofar as it was not before to Visa and MasterCard, for example? You know, I can't, again, I don't want to speak to this particular case, uh, but there are sometimes uh, cases where that can indeed happen. Uh, you know, what I would say is that uh, we believe that it's really important to have a diversity of different business models and sizes across the financial services landscape uh, and uh, traditionally uh, have wanted to make sure that uh, that playing field is, is level, make sure that smaller financial institutions also have a real shot. Well, it's good to bring uh, manufacturing back, obviously, but it, do, do we consider who, who we we actually uh, try to help in terms of the subsidies. This uh, Global Foundries, obviously, a, uh, was wholly owned by the Sovereign Wealth Fund of the UAE until a couple of years ago. I, I think they're still 85% owners. Is that, a, is, is that okay? What, is it the best deal we can get to, to bring the chips here? Or is, is there a way to, I don't know, maybe, was, was there a, 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 a competing bid from any other totally U.S.-based uh, company? I mean, it's based in the U.S. now, but it's still 85% owned by the Sovereign Wealth Fund of the UAE. Yeah, so uh, the Commerce Department works along with other agencies to do a very rigorous review across all dimensions. But as you know, national security is central um, to the Chips and Science Act a really important part of the motivation. So they've taken into account uh, all of those considerations. And I will say that when you look at the case for Global Foundries, it really is across the board. It's really important in terms of uh, creating good middle-class uh, jobs uh, in Malta, New York, as well as uh, in Vermont, 10,000 jobs. Uh, it's really strong on national security, where uh, the chips that they fabricate are important in areas like satellites uh, and space systems. And of course, uh, critical for items like cars with uh, supplies to 
General Motors, among others, the, the very chips that uh, led to all those increases in wait times and price increases during the pandemic because we were over-reliant on foreign supplies. Leola, I want to thank you for joining us uh, today. Look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. Thanks. Thank you. Coming up on Squawk Pod, Axios co-founder Mike Allen watching two aspects of the 2024 election run-up for President Biden. It's all about the State of the Union. A year ago, he really crushed that State of the Union. We saw his vigor. We saw his great reception to that. So over the next two weeks, two days, you're going to see a build-up to that speech. And for former President Trump, it's all about the courts. This is the big debate. Will Trump being seen as a defendant again and again help or hurt him? Plenty of Republicans will tell you it helps. Democrats think that it's a key to sinking him. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. You're listening to Squawk Pod. Here's Andrew Ross Sorkin. Let's talk about what President Biden's thinking. President Biden's campaign raising $42 million in January, bringing his war chest to $130 million at the end of last month. It's a record amount for a Democratic candidate at this point in the calendar. Joining us right now is Mike Allen, co-founder of Axios. Good morning to you, Mike. Good morning. Let's talk all of this through. Uh, obviously, the president raising an enormous amount of money uh, at the same time that there are increasing questions about whether he should, frankly, remain uh, the candidate. Yeah, well, here's something that's not speculation uh, in the spirit of the show and is reality. This is a set of numbers where President Biden has the wind at his back. How long has it been since we saw a set of numbers and said, oh, this is great for President Biden? But the money edge is real. So you mentioned in the tease, raised $42 million in January. A couple other numbers for your viewers. 130 million in the bank, but maybe here's the one that matters most. Last year, President Trump and his various political affiliates spent $50 million on legal costs. So at a time when Joe Biden is rolling up the money, the Trump organization has had to spend it on places that are unprecedented for a campaign. And as you say, President Biden today headed out to my native state of California for fundraising in Culver City, and he's going to be in one of the ritziest addresses in America later this week, Los Altos Hills in the Bay Area for a fundraiser. Mike, can you talk about what I think is an enthusiasm gap, if you will, inside the Democratic Party uh, about President Biden and and whether you think that persists? Does that change? I mean, I'm curious, do you think that another candidate emerges or do you think that's just crazy speculation? Yes, yes, and no. So uh, there's no question an enthusiasm gap. Any Democrat uh, will tell you that. Uh, I can tell you they're hanging their hat on the State of the Union address just over two weeks from today, March 7th, as a time to really change that. This is a time that President Biden will own the stage, and you guys will remember 
that a year ago, he really crushed that State of the Union. We saw his vigor. Uh, we saw his great reception to that. So over the next two weeks, two days, you're going to see a buildup to that speech. You're going to see the president starting to show his face to the country the way he wants to show it for the election eight and a half months from now. Like two really big events that are going to set the table for Election Day, like that State of the Union. It's the biggest thing that President Biden controls by far. The other one that no one controls, a Supreme Court ruling on whether or not the Trump trials go ahead and how quickly those go ahead. I would say those are the two tectonic events between now and the election. The, you, even you saw Ezra Klein, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, uh, Mike. Any chance of that? He says that Ezra Klein says at some point, President Biden should end his White House bid and go out as a hero and, and pass the mantle to somebody else. You're hearing that from some, some places you wouldn't expect to hear it. Yeah, no, and like if you're the candidate, you don't want to be hearing that. But the Biden campaign strongly believes that between now and November, people are going to see that the economy is benefiting them. Like we hear on the show every day, people aren't feeling that yet. Uh, they hope the world will be stable, that people will see that the world would be more stable with Biden is the case that they will make. And to bring us back to the money, uh, the, excuse me, just uh, one more figure for you, to bring us back to the money at the top, each side, when you count the party committees, count the campaigns, each side will spend roughly $1 billion. So Democrats are going to spend a billion dollars, a whole lot of it, not telling us Joe Biden's awesome, telling us that Donald Trump is terrible will be the Democratic message. And uh, they believe that that's going to carry the day when they get to Election Day. We've all had relatives that, that we've seen uh, at, at that point in life. And, and I just it's just undeniable if you look at the president from a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, just watch any tape and then watch just as he exits Air Force One or the helicopter, just... We're talking about five more years, Mike, and that's that's undeniable. It's just undeniable. And, and I think it's putting all, a lot in the case has been made. Why would he step down? It's one of the greatest jobs to have in terms of uh, prestige and everything else. So he'd want to stay. But I think there does come a time when it's elder abuse and the entire party is telling him, hey, wake up, uh, act, act like you're spry, act like you're, you, you know, like you're not forgetful. This is all on your shoulders. I, th I think it's elder abuse at this point. And five years from now, I think it's going to be mind blowing what, what state that you can just see it. It's not about age. It's about the state of a person. And, and we were talking about Warren Buffett earlier. I mean, people are different. People, Warren Buffett at 94. Yeah. Versus or look at Speaker Pelosi, right? Like today. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, you can see it, can't you? I, I, two years ago, I was watching the other night. It's like, oh, my God. It, it, the, the differences are stark. Joe, I just gave you the gist of the Biden, camp, Biden case. The gist of the Trump case is that all the things that you're saying, the age will not change. Like, what will not change between now and November 5th? The president will not be younger. That's something they don't control. So what do they control? They control how he looks. So that's why in these two weeks, this run up to the State of the Union, uh, I'm told uh, Axios is up with a piece, Biden's reset moment, Biden's big reset. And let me ask you a money question, uh, uh, just a, a, a spending question. There's an argument inside the Biden administration that I've heard multiple times, and I'm curious if you've heard it, which is 
that they're not going to spend all of this money probably until after the convention, meaning they would, have, they would not begin really going after Trump until oh, something like September. I thought you were going to spend it on somebody else. No, no, no. no. But the idea is that, that, that not, their view, not enough Americans, partially, by the way, they blame mainstream media for this, are seeing Trump on a day-to-day -day basis, are seeing the things that he's saying, and that if you could loop all of these things together repeatedly over and over and over again, that the American public would be outraged and the polls would be very different. What do you think of that? Andrew, as always, your sources are correct, and that fits in with part of the big thinking of the Biden campaign, which is you go up to Wilmington, talk to them, as I have, they'll tell you, we aren't focused on a poll today. We aren't focused on a segment today. What matters to us is the bottom line on November 5th. So it's all building to that. And so you're right, of course, the spending will be backloaded that the, the uh, narrative that you're saying is very important to them. But and they, I, are fr they are frustrated. It's, it's right, but the, the thing that I can't figure out about that spending plan, and I don't know which is the, the better strategy, if the, if the narrative continues at the pace it is, and when you have you know, John Stewart out there saying some of the things that he's been saying about the president, something that uh, the White House cannot be happy about, the question is, do you need to start spending now? And you could argue maybe that's a mistake. But at the same time, if this narrative gets created about his age, Joe saying what he's saying, and maybe it's not going to change but, the narrative, by, by the way, about his age. But, Mike, it, it, New York Times today, the, the, the uh, burned out, some anti-Trumpers are burned out on, on the outrage. They just can't muster it up again because he's been out of the spotlight, which is what you're saying. And, and as, he, as he does, as we hear, you know, this... Navalny, this hero dies over in, in, yes. <laughs> in Russia, and he, he you know, somehow comes back to him. When things like that happen, um, then the outrage could be back pretty easily. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. We haven't seen much of him, and he's not on Twitter. He's on. But it, but it does require a strategy that's all around Trump outrage. That is true. Well, in the general, that's what you're. You right. don't want to do it. You want to let him win the primaries if you're no, a Democrat. No, I understand that. Yeah. But I, I, Mike. Final word to you. Sorry, I, I know we're supposed to be the questioners, but we became this is, both, this is uh, the big both debate. questions and answers. This is the big debate. Will Trump being seen as a defendant again and again help or hurt him? Plenty of Republicans will tell you it helps. Democrats think that it's a key to sinking him. Mike Allen, nice to see you, sir. Thank you. And that is Squawk Pod for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for starting this short week with us. It'll be Friday before you know it. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern and follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. And we are clear. Thanks, guys. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 